If you've got a personal auto insurance question, you could talk to a cab driver. Although the policies he recommends might include avoiding the interstate, beating traffic by taking the back roads, and only making left turns when absolutely necessary. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, whose policy is to use their expertise to navigate your insurance, finding the best route to help you save money on insurance for your home, car, and more. And as an added bonus, you'll be able to avoid traffic jams and potholes entirely. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com local. Part of the ministry of Friends of the Word is the Traveling Word, part of our spiritual journey series. And today I'm traveling. I traveled from St. Cecilia this morning, and I'm here celebrating Mass in a little while at this beautiful church, which is the Light of Christ here in Clearwater, Florida. It's a very active community, and the people are buzzing around all over. It's very nice. I'm looking forward to celebrating here. And we thank you for joining us. This is the 17th week in Ordinary Time. God bless you. The Lord be with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John the, the Baptist taught his disciples. Jesus said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us, and do not subject us to the final test. Then he said, Suppose one of you has a friend to whom he goes at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived at my house from a journey, and I have nothing to offer him. And he says in reply from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up, get up to give you anything. I tell you, Jesus continued, if he does not get up to give the visitor loaves because of their friendship, he will get up to give them whatever they want because of his persistence. And I tell you, ask and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What father among you would hand his son a snake when he asked for a fish? Or hand him a scorpion when he asks for an egg? 
If you then, who are wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oop, I just dropped Mary. Okay. Okay, now I told you guys, if you come up closer, you'd see it better. So you're going to have my back, so you have to cope. If you want to see me better rather than hear me, come around front. Anyway, how are you all? The theme today through the scriptures is prayer. But there are a few things I want to... Thanks, this is a good idea. There's a few things I want to hit you with beforehand so we know some of the imagery. We'll talk about Abraham and talking to God in a few seconds. But first, which parent among you would give your child a scorpion if he asks for a, a bread or, or a, 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 a crab or something else if he asks for an egg? The reason Jesus uses those analogies is in his day, eggs were kept in a basket in a cool place in, in the home. And very often animals would get in there and a scorpion is almost the same size as an egg so you would be very careful to go open the basket and reach in to get an egg because your friend the scorpion might be there ready to pounce on you so that's where that comes from so in other words god is saying jesus is saying that god the father knows exactly what you need and he knows to give you an egg when you need it not a scorpion okay the other one about a snake the same thing where the food was kept was not for refrigerated so if you want something to eat you got to be very careful when you put your hand in the basket or in the cupboard to get what you want otherwise you're giving your, your kid poison okay so that's those stories that's why jesus used them meaning that the father of the kids knows what the kids need and what they don't need important keep that in the back of your heads let's go to abraham next month september no in september i'm going with a group from naples florida to the holy land and i look forward to it but one of the things i'm going to come in contact with in the holy land is bartering very common in semitic culture we've experienced that in other cultures throughout the world when we travel and bartering is you, you got a price on an object and you don't want to pay that price so you you, you half it and then, and then the owner says, no, no, you got to come up. Or how can I buy you this much? And how can I afford to sell it to you that much? And you go back and forth. And Jesus, Jesus, and, and Abraham was doing that with God the Father. Now, you got to realize this is an anthropomorphic view of God. This is God pictured as a man in recorded scripture. Scripture written a thousand years after Abraham had this incident. How he communicated with God was visual or, or, or in a dream? I don't know. I wasn't there. But the fact that he was in communication with God is important. God's going to destroy Sodom, okay? And God doesn't do that. You know, God doesn't say, oh, the hell with you all bad, you're all going to go to hell. No, God doesn't do that. And it's very clear. So he says to God, Abraham says to God, hey, listen, if I can get you know, five good people, well, he starts with 40. 40 good people, will you, yeah, I'll, I'll spare you for 40. How about, how about 35? Will you spare for 30? Yeah, I'll spare for 30. And it goes down to, to 10. Now, this bartering goes back and forth. Now, picture, picture talking to God that way. I mean, he'd say probably, 
enough is enough. Oy vey. I mean, I, how, much am I, how much bargaining can I do for you? Okay. The number that comes down to 10 is very important for Jewish culture. 10 is a minion. It's a, it's a group of minimum number of people that can gather to pray in the morning prayers on Saturday. A minion, very important. 10 is very important. So, and we have far more than 10 here when we pray, but, but the, the idea that this comes down both sociologically and religiously, God is going to watch over you even if you're just 10. Okay, now let's get to the scriptures. Jesus is off praying. Must have been interesting for them to, the apostles, to say to themselves, what's he doing? He doesn't have a scroll. He doesn't have the scriptures. He's praying. Who's he talking to? So John the Baptist had a reputation of teaching his followers how to communicate with God through prayer. So they say to him, Jesus, teach us how to pray like John taught his disciples. Okay, what does Jesus do? Jesus takes the God of Abraham, the God of creation, the all-powerful God, and brings him right before his friends in a very simple way. You know how you, you talk about God and God on Horeb gave the, the commandments to Moses and power, lightning, all that happened? You know how God's part of the sea? You know how God fed the people <coughs> in the desert? This great God, this powerful God, when you pray, I want you to call him Daddy. Abba, he uses. We translate it in the scriptures today as Father, but Abba, that's what Jesus used. Daddy. Now go back to your daddy stories. Go back to your own daddies, those of you who had good fathers. So, you know, sometimes we're stuck, we have a real piece of work as a father, but I didn't, and I hope you didn't. But go back to your daddy stories. Go back to, I can go back and I, I remember fireworks in Jersey City on, on the special feasts. We'd have feasts for Our Lady Mount Carmel, Marona Sunda, San Rocco, St. Anthony, and we'd all gather at the park after the feast and the procession. And, and the fireworks are over there, but I was like a little person. My father would hoist me up, put me on his shoulders, and I could see the fireworks. I love him dearly. My father was bald, and every time a good firework, I bang, 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 bang on his head. And he's like, Louie, Louie, Louie. That's what my father did. My father left a nickel for me and a dime for my brother to use after school to buy candy. My brother was older. After school to buy candy. So I would buy Hershey with nuts. Michael would buy Hershey without nuts. My father, my, my daddy. Okay? And we always called him daddy, even old age. And he died at 83. I still call him daddy. That's what Jesus wants us to know about God, the powerful Father that we all have. He's your daddy. He's your daddy. And he wants us to treat him like we are his children. And he is our daddy. And what does he say? Well, acknowledge who you're talking to. Okay. Probably on Father's Day, Christmas, and all that, all those wonderful days celebrating Father. We're only talking about fathers now, not mothers, but you, you guys get an idea where you belong. What do we do on Father's Day? Big card, big letters, big gift, daddy, 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 everything. Okay, we acknowledge daddy, our own father's place in our lives, special place. Well, Jesus is saying, you know, I'm over there praying. I'm talking to my daddy. I'm talking to my daddy. And I want you to talk, feel free to talk to my daddy too. Acknowledge who he is. Hallowed be your name. 
Hallowed be your name. We don't use those words, but the translation got it. But you get the idea. God, you're awesome. You're powerful. You're the creator. Now, th this is me down here talking to you, God. And he knows every one of our thoughts, believe me. So he knows what we want even before we open our mouths. So this daddy in heaven loves us like a daddy should, like a parent, a good parent should. And when you, when you place your prayers before the Father in heaven, Jesus is saying, acknowledge who he is. Now, this is Luke's version, so the, the translation is different, the placing of the, of the ideas is different, so we're going to stay with this version. It's not the version we say at, at the Mass, or with the, the, with the Lord's Prayer, with, with, when we say the Rosary. A little different, because Luke's approach is different. It's softer. Luke is the gospel of women. Luke's gospel is the gospel of the poor. Luke's gospel is the gospel of prayer. So he doesn't go into the harshness, forgive us as we forgive those. No, he says, you're coming before you, God the Father, and of course I'm asking for prayers, but I've already forgiven those who hurt me or in debt to me. There's a softer relationship as Luke records this. Now you realize Luke wrote this gospel, I think he's 89, okay, many years after Jesus, and the oral traditions that he gathered, he brought together and he wrote this gospel, as Matthew wrote his and John wrote his and, and Luke wrote his. So we're, we're coming together, and Mark wrote his, we're coming together and we're, we're receiving the summation of the gospel, the evangelium, the good news, as recorded by Luke. So when you're praying, he says, acknowledge God, don't forget. If you're a beast, don't go to God, unless you're going to seek forgiveness. If you're an animal, if you're rude, you get the word, you're, if you're rude, if you're prejudiced, if you're nasty, if you're a, a miserable, I can't say it in church, person, you know, don't go to God and say, let me pray. Let me go to church and pray. Let me say a rosary. Keep it. Keep it to yourself. Unless you first make peace with yourself and with those you've hurt. Sometimes we can't go the whole distance, but we can at least pray for those that we have hurt. We can at least take care in prayer of those who have hurt us. But don't be the kind of person who's a nasty. And I, I, I occupational hazard, I go to church a lot. Sometimes I see in church real nasty people. You know, they think because they're praying, they're not nasty. If you're nasty, you're nasty. If you have a personality disorder, go to a therapist. Don't come to Jesus. Jesus will help, but you've got to do some work on yourself. So now I'm talking to not those of us who pray, but those of us who pray for that pain in the neck, husband or wife, that child who's, who's just obnoxious, or that parent who's obnoxious, or that neighbor, or that priest. Or... I'm talking to those people who are the nasty ones. God wants you too. God wants all of us before him. And God makes it very clear through Jesus Christ, he's your daddy. Set things straight and then come to him. But don't come falsely. Don't come as, 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 a, as a, an obstacle of prayer. Don't come with your prejudice and your hate and your garbage in your personality. Get rid of all that. Work on removing that 
and then come before God and then join the rest of us as we pray for our needs. Now, what is prayer? Talking to your Father in heaven, sitting on his lap, letting him put his hands around you and say, okay, what's your name? Joan, I, I met you already. Hey, Joan, how are you today? This is God speaking. I'm going to give you a little boost today. I'm going to be with you today as you go set up the sacristy. What's your name, sir, in the middle? What's your name? Tom. Tom. Hey, Tom, this is God talking. Take a front row seat in church and get a good view of, of the sacrament as the celebration. And I'm going to be with you when you leave here today. I'm going to be with you here. But during, during the holy part of the Mass, realize I'm talking to you. And I know your needs. And that goes to all of us. He knows our needs. And he wants that intimate conversation going between us and him. Yes, you can say the whole book of prayers. And it's all valid. But prayer has to come from our hearts. Jesus had no scripture. Jesus had no scroll. He did. He went to the temple and read. But when the disciples saw him over alone praying, they didn't say, oh, give us a copy of that book. Oh, can you Xerox that and give me one? No, no. Jesus said, when you talk, you talk to your daddy in heaven. You sit on his lap and bug him, ask him for what you need. He knows what you need, but ask him for what you want. He knows what you want. And don't ever ask for something nasty. Don't ever ask to have God hurt somebody because mm, you'll get it. Believe me, you'll get it. You'll come back. It's not in scripture, but it's my gut. It's the gospel according to my grandmother, Rosalia, you know? So don't ever be nasty and come before God and ask him to hurt somebody. It's not gonna do it. God is a God of love. And what, is the, what does Jesus say toward the end of this, this selection? You can ask God for everything. He hears you, you knock, he'll answer, you talk, he'll listen. And most of all, he will give you the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God will come to us who place ourselves before God. And that spirit of discerning right and wrong, forgiveness, love, charity, silence when we're, when we're dealt with in a nasty way. That Spirit of God takes care of us as it took care of Jesus when he walked the earth. So God is saying, ask whatever you want, and I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. So what you want and I want are the same thing. What do we say? Your will be done. That's it. So what you want and I want are the same. We pray that the Holy Spirit fulfill us. We pray that the Holy Spirit will give us the gift of discernment, the gift of patience, the gift of understanding. We all do. We're all in the same boat. Some pray from up here at the Holy Altar, which is the prayer because we offer God the gifts that he gave us and they come back to us as the body and blood of his son. Begins here and goes home. Walking, driving, public transportation. Take God with you, share him with each other, and let's pray each day. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition. 
by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus. Made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV. As a charge nurse, you can be a confident and dynamic leader who supports the nursing team and guides their patient care. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program equips you with strategies that prepare you to manage the ever-changing realities of healthcare while maintaining focus on family support and patient outcomes. What do you think making a difference in healthcare looks like? GCU offers over 250 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.